Hey, and welcome to Cybersecurity Uncensored. My name's Logan. If this is your first time, welcome to the channel. Glad to have you. Today, I'd like to take on the topic of the clean desk policy. Many of you work in an environment where there's a clean desk policy. This means that your workspace is expected to be kept clean at all times. No USB drives, personal electronic devices, you know, screen locked, all these other sort of things that kind of prevents the dissemination of information that might be private or sensitive information. Now, is this the be all and end all? I really don't think so. I think that because the definition of the workspace has changed so much over the last several years, that we need to probably make this more of, say, a secure work environment type of policy or something like that. You get the idea. So the clean desk, clean workspace type of policy, I got a few thoughts on that. It's probably because our workspace has kind of morphed from being in a traditional bricks and mortar office that we commuted to every single day and then we commuted home from to, especially with the last few years being through the pandemic, that it is now more, you have the office, you have the home office, and you have all points in between. So, and some of those points in between might be mobile. Say you're traveling for a conference or you're out of town at a client site, perhaps you're at another one of the branch offices or that sort of thing. But first, let's start with the office. Now, I've seen some training content on this lately. You know, I don't think a two minute video is really gonna cut it, cut it and really do it justice. So I'm gonna to attempt to elaborate a little bit more with my thinking on a clean environment workspace policy, if you wanna put it that way. So, okay, so in the office, you've got your regular workspace, right? You've got your desk. Let's just assume you actually still have an allocated workspace. Many of us work in environments that are hot desking environments. So you show up, you occupy the space for so many hours, for a work day, for a week or something like that, and then you move on. You don't set up any kind of personal items. You basically take everything with you. So if you have a traditional workspace, sometimes you just take everything, you lock it in a drawer. But the whole idea with a clean desk policy was to keep that space clean. You know, no sticky notes on your monitor with sensitive information and certainly not passwords. Better not be doing any of that kind of stuff, right? Not leaving any USB sticks behind or diagrams or anything like that. And just on that topic, coming from a network engineering systems admin type background like I do, uh, I think we all remember going in and seeing all of these different diagrams everywhere, all stuck up on the sides of cubicles, you know, showing all the different systems with IP addresses, system names, and all that sort of thing. I don't think we really do that much of that anymore, even though it's still out there. Uh, clean desk policy kind of goes and says, no, you really shouldn't do that sort of thing. Now, interestingly enough, in a workspace, that usually goes in the assumption that anybody can kind of go in there. That's why they have that sort of workspace. But in reality, your workspace is probably physically secure. Not everybody can get into the building. Not everybody can get into your floor. Not everybody can get into your workspace. So I'm kind of wondering if the traditional clean desk policy is kind of falling out of favor, simply because you tend to work with the same people day in and day out, unless you have an environment that has a lot of public traffic it probably doesn't change much. You know, you're probably going to get the odd guest or vendor or service person or the cleaner that comes through that might see some of this information. But generally, you want to think that they're vetted out. Doesn't matter. Just don't trust. It's probably just better to keep your workspace clean anyway. Now, beyond simply your workspace that you sit at eight hours a day, what about the shared spaces like meeting rooms? Now, 
It might not necessarily be a case of leaving paperwork and that behind, but how many times have you gone into a meeting room and you've diagrammed all this beautiful stuff up on the whiteboard, but then left it behind? Most of us are pretty good at cleaning the whiteboard off whenever we leave. Uh, and if you use one of those fancy systems that prints it out, perhaps it scans it to a file, who knows, but you want to sanitize that before you leave. I can't recall how many times over the years I've gone into a customer's site for a meeting and in their office, they had a whole bunch of sensitive information written up on a whiteboard. And of course, sometimes they'd usually joke and say, oh, you know, don't look at that sort of thing, or I've been meaning to clean that off. doesn't matter. I've seen it. And in a moment's distraction, I can pull out my phone. I can take a picture of that sort of thing. That probably goes against what you'd probably expect if you're going in some place, like as a consultant or a sales call. But you never know who's actually got access to your office. You could even be cleaners after hours that decide to take a picture of it. You know, they're on minimum wage. They're not making a lot of money. They realize they can sell some of this information. Who knows? Can't be too careful, right? Now, you also have to think about any place the documents are handled or stored. The most common place is probably around any kind of printing equipment. So if you've got a multifunction device, just make sure that you don't leave anything on it. So if you've put a document on the scanner, make sure that you take it off the scanner. If you've printed something out, make sure that you take the documents away from the printer itself. Same as any other place. You don't want to throw anything just randomly into any rubbish bin. If you've got secure disposal units or shredder, please make sure to use them. And in terms of more static storage space, like a storage cabinet, uh, if you have a lot of paper files, you want to make sure that that is also locked up. Uh, when you get into a bit more of an electronic perspective, locking your workstation when you walk away, it's just good practice. I know I alluded to it earlier that in a workspace where you trust your colleagues, you probably don't have a lot of public traffic. It's probably not as big of a thing. I still think it's good practice to get into because you're probably going to be working on these systems, not necessarily always at your desk. So you probably do want to actually lock your workstation. There's the old joke about, you know, sending the boss an email saying that I quit or ordering pizza for the team or having these other sort of things. You know, that's a bit of lighthearted humor, but I still think that it needs to be enforced that your workstation should probably be locked when you're away from it. And that should apply, not necessarily within your office, but also when you're at home uh, and when you're on the road, because you just never really know who's going to be looking at it and what's going to happen to that information. The other interesting aspect is, especially in a hybrid environment where we're sometimes in the office or sometimes working from home or other places, is the virtual background. Now, for example, if I were to take down this virtual background, you probably wouldn't see too much. You'd probably see my bicycle, you'd see filing cabinets, you'd see a few other kind of odds and ends, but nothing really sensitive. But in a workspace, it might be different. You might be able to see all kinds of interesting things and people and information that you might be able to pick up on if you're looking around. That's why I usually encourage people that as part of their clean environment is think about it also within the context of a video meeting, you know, blur your background, use a virtual background, use something to that effect to obscure it. So let's shift gears a little bit here for a minute and let's look at the workspace at home, especially over the last several years, we found ourselves burning and learning remotely. So we're spending a lot of time working at our home offices. For some of us, we have a proper office set up For some of us, we might have a desk in a corner of a room. Uh, some of us, it's the dining room table. A lot of the same things kind of apply that would be in an office. But in this case, you need to kind of ask, who's sharing my space? Now, for the most part, you know, your family probably doesn't care what you do for work, you know, as long as you, uh, as long as you come home every night and that you interact with the family and that sort of thing. That's all well and good. But I have seen cases where spouses have actually worked for rival companies. And unbeknownst to them, sometimes they're kind of exfiltrating some of that information. You know, I, I saw this is what this company is doing, or I saw what that company is doing. 
At the same time, you also have to kind of think about, well, you know, what about their friends? What about my kids' friends? You know, what about tradespeople and stuff like that that might come into the house for the day? What have they actually seen? Look, it's a low risk, but it's still a risk. And I think we should probably think about it. You know, uh, there have been instances where people have been working from home and they have enforced these kind of policies to state that, you know, make sure if you're on a phone call that no one that's untrusted is in the room. Uh, all these other sort of things like using a, a headset so no one else can hear the other side of the conversation. There's a whole variety of different things that you kind of need to factor in when it comes to this clean workspace environment. Uh, one thing I would also encourage you at home is to have a secure place to keep all your stuff and you're not using it. It's fine during the day. You've got your paperwork, you've got your diagrams, you've got your notes, all this sort of stuff. You've got your USB sticks for some people that still use these things. You want to have a secure place to store that. So if you've got a fireproof safe at home, that's probably a good place to put it because you never know the value of that information that might be on that paper or on those uh, media devices. So in addition to securing them, it might also secure them from any kind of an environment issue. issue sorry. So you need to kind of consider that sort of thing as well. Uh, and same thing at home as it would be in the workplace. Consider blurring your background using a virtual background. You don't want people looking around your house and seeing what's in there. You know, if you're in a confidential meeting, that's that's one thing you probably trust the people that you're with. But you don't really need to put a lot of things on display. Working from home, you know, you've got kids running around the background, you've got partners, you've got all these other sort of things kind of happening in the background. They are probably more of a distraction, but you could also potentially consider them more of a physical security risk. Some people are very notoriously private about their personal lives and try to do everything they possibly can not to allow it to cross over with their working life and more power to them. So the intermediate ground that I want to look at here after kind of your traditional workspace, as well as your home office is being mobile. So where do we work from that were mobile? I commuted for many, many years on a train and I've seen a lot of people working on the trains and that sort of thing. Uh, you could very easily look over their shoulders to see what they were working on. Sometimes you'd overhear phone calls and these sort of things. Look, there's only limited things you can do with that. You have to be cautious and you have to be aware of your environment. If you're working on something very sensitive, try not to work on it in a public space where someone you can shoulder surf you uh, and see what you're working on. You know, those phone calls that you take on the train, particularly if you've got headphones on, you might be a bit louder. If you can avoid them, I would encourage you to do so until you actually get to a quiet place, really. Um, Coffee shops have actually picked up a fair bit of momentum. I've seen people doing working groups in coffee shops. You have to be very, very careful when you're working there. It's different if you're there with a few people kind of sitting around a table. What I've seen more often is I've seen one person, you know, by themselves, walk away from their computer, leaving their computer sitting there on a table, unlocked, stuff on the screen while they've gone up and got themselves another cup of coffee. They've gone off to the bathroom or something like that. What a prime opportunity. And the odd thing is there to consider is that it's not necessarily that somebody might see information. That few seconds, they could possibly actually go to your computer while it's unlocked, potentially even change your password and then leave with your computer. So instead of having to run away with the computer at that point in time, if they've changed the password, all they have to do is slam the lid shut and take off and then they can log back on at their, their own discretion. There's probably a good idea to be able to report that immediately, but. I will talk about reporting incidents in a separate video. That's that's something else that I want to cover. The point being here is I'm more concerned about working in a secure environment. If you have to get up and walk away from your computer, look, spend a few bucks and get yourself a cable lock, lock your screen, do what you need to do to physically secure it. Even if you have to tuck it under your arm to go up and order that cup of coffee and then come back, just protect the information and the access to it, okay? 
uh, airports and airport lounges, no different. I see so many people in airport lounges just blindly walking away from their computer and not for just a minute. They'll be gone for five, 10 minutes, leaving their computer fully unlocked, sitting there in the lounge. There's almost like a blind trust that no one else is going to do anything. Well, business lounges are full of business people, and they don't necessarily always work for the same company. Some of them are rivals. They might look over and say, hey, here's the guy that works for our competition. Look, he's gone over to get himself another glass of wine. Let's pinch his computer. Let's go over and have a look. Grab a couple of pictures. That's the thing. In the old days, you're worried about what somebody might see. These days, you have to worry about somebody walking up with a phone and taking pictures of everything that's on your screen. You're none the wiser whenever that happens. And forget lounges. I've seen this happen just in the general waiting areas within airports that people will be working away on their laptop, decide they want to get up and stretch their legs and get a cup of coffee or something like that. They're gone for a few minutes. Uh, anything can happen in that time space. There's so many people moving through an airport. Yes, we want to believe that people are going through there have been secured. But look, that's all about the physical security of the aircraft and the travelers themselves. They really don't care about your laptop and what's on your information. So you really have to run a bit of a defensive game in this regard. Hotels, conference centers, you know, restaurants, taxis, they all still apply, particularly with the conference centers. Now, I know we all kind of go to a conference more or less for the same purpose. Like if we went to say, I don't know, BrizSec or Gartner or Cisco Live or any of these type of events, we all tend to be there for the same purpose. However, we all seem to be working for different companies at that point in time, all the different partners and that sort of thing. So there might be uh, giving away a little bit more information than what we want to. So you have to be very careful in these environments. Quite often I go to conferences and I'll see people kind of duck off the corner to do some work. That's fine. Just don't walk away from your computer and leave it unlocked or anything like that. For that matter, I'm always a little iffy on the free Wi-Fi that's set up at some of these events. And how well would I trust it? Hmm. Something else to think about. But I'll cover that in, uh, in, a, in a video about free public Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi hotspots and that sort of thing. And same thing applies with working at home, working in the office, conceal your background, you know, use the virtual background, blur your background, do what you need to do to protect your information. That's all I can say. So kind of in conclusion, I just want to say that the definition of a workspace has changed. So I think we really need to rethink our clean desk policy and maybe make it a clean workspace or clean working environment policy or something like that. But just kind of address all those different possible situations, working at home, working at the office, who can see my information, who has access to information, what could potentially happen with it. If you've got any questions, just reach out to me anytime. Shoot me through an email, cyberuncensored at gmail.com. Drop a few comments down below and uh, stay safe out there. Have a good one.